0: It's the Sports Zone on the voice of New York 710WR. Dan Grasse in for Pete here at 800 and. Talking some more Jets with my next guest. He is one of my co-hosts on the Jets Pre and Post on the Jets Radio Network. He is a college football analyst for ESPN. He's an overall swell guy, if I may say so. Clothing entrepreneur. I mean, he does it all for crying out loud. And he's going to add another title pretty soon, and that is of coach, which I need some information on. He is Anthony Beck, who joins me now on the program. Anthony, how are you, my friend?
1: My man. Good to talk to you, man. How's things?
0: Things are good. Now, where now? Where are you? What part of the country? What game do we have tomorrow?
1: I, uh, I'm in Big Ten country um, in uh, Bloomington for Indiana, Iowa. Oh, no, that's and, a good uh, game. It is. Indiana is, uh, actually, I was subtly surprised uh, the improvement by them, uh, but you know, looking for a signature win. I was a really good team, and uh, you know they only have their one loss versus a good Wisconsin team, so it should be a good matchup.
0: You mean Indiana's signature win wasn't against uh, my Rutgers team a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? Is, that, is this a sports show or a comedy <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. That's why I love you. You know, I just actually had the coach on, as a matter of fact. So I hope he's not listening anymore. Oh no, my you know, goodness!
1: Like They're the rebuilding. I like that quarterback guy. I watched that game. I tell you, I was impressed by him. He's
0: got a good arm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, he puts it together cool. here pretty Excellent. soon.
1: We got a little issue up front. They you know, got to build that line around him, but. I'll tell you what, man, Nick, he can make all the throws. He, that.
0: he can make all the throws, but uh, that'll have to be something probably at least of more significance moving forward here. But before we get into the Jets, though, what is this? Now you're going to be a coach? Congratulations in the AAF, right? Yes,
1: the AAF. Uh, I'll be uh, on uh, Mike March's staff in San Diego. Uh, you know, just a unique opportunity for me to, uh, I would work and train some of the top tight ends that came out for the draft the last five years and just felt like I had something to offer. And obviously getting into coaching full-time, you know, it really wasn't what I was looking for. I mean, you know, the broadcasting career and all the things that I'm doing with TV has been fun and I really do love it. So this was a way and really an open part of my schedule where I can kind of give back a little bit on the field. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I'll tell you, Bill Polian. Uh, and uh, Charlie Ever these guys have put together a really a solid foundation. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this league takes off.
0: And this is going to basically be the off season of the NFL, right? It gets started in February at some point.
1: Yeah, so the the first game will be the Sunday after the Super Bowl, and it'll be a ten week season. And uh, you know, there's eight teams in the in the in the AAF uh, throughout the basically the southern part of the United States, except for Utah, Salt Lake City. They're they're the one team, uh, I would say, north of the the middle part of the country. So, uh, you know, really, really good coaches, uh, you know, strong NFL backgrounds, GMs that have, you know, uh, been in in the NFL. So there's a really good I think that the kids, the players, the former guys, the young guys, the mix of players are all going to get a great opportunity, great coaching, and and hopefully fulfill their dreams in the NFL. I mean, look, it's not tied to the NFL, but really our goal is to try to get these younger players another shot uh, to fulfill their uh, lifelong dream in the nfl
0: awesome best of luck with that i know you'll do an outstanding job so congratulations again and like i said you got another title along with your uh many other ones yeah. that you have out there you know hopefully you know you get a chance to see the family every once in a while that'll be nice right
1: yeah well that that was a sticky that was a tough sell there's no doubt about it but uh you know my wife's been awesome and they're going to come out quite a bit so you know we got spring break during that time and and San Diego is not a bad place to come check out. One. No,
0: no, that that's pretty good. Like you said, that's an easy sell as far as I'm concerned. We're talking with Anthony Becht here, Dan Gross, in for Pete on the Sports Zone on 710WR. All right, about the game that we will be at there on Sunday, of course, at the Meadowlands with the Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. On paper, this looks like a game that the Jets should pretty much be able to handle and get the job done, but Indianapolis is a dangerous animal here. It's a team that was in a similar situation that the Jets were in a week ago, losers of three straight, and you know they're not as bad as the record shows they've been in a lot of football games this year.
1: They have uh, you know Andrew Luck is a guy that is being asked to do uh, quite a bit more, I think earlier on in the season. And Frank Reich would like to see. You know, I, I think they would like to have more balance. You know, Marlon Mack's been banged up. They've had some rookies, some young players in the backfield, and the, the running game hasn't been able to complement what they're doing. And they got down big uh, against the Patriots, and you know he basically had to pass himself back into that football game. But you know, I don't know if they have any dangerous wide receivers. Uh, they definitely try to beat you with underneath stuff, crossing routes. We obviously, uh, you know, we saw a couple weeks ago that the Jets struggled with a few of those things, and Mm. they'll try to they'll try to utilize those.
0: Yeah, no T.Y. Hilton on Sunday, which is certainly going to be a big loss for them, and Jack Doyle once again out of the lineup here, but Eric Ebron uh, tight end has had a really, really good season, kind of fulfilling some of that first round promise that he had a few years ago, so they're going to have to watch that, and as you know, if you have an Andrew Luck, you have a a punch and chance every single week, so I think it's going to be incumbent upon that defense, who once again are going to be down a couple of corners, no Tremaine Johnson, no Buster Screen, so it would probably be incumbent upon the guys up front to once again generate some good pressure, which they were able to do to Case Keenum last week.
1: Yeah, I think they can do that, too. You know, the one thing with Andrew Luck is he really does want to get that pass out to his receivers. And sometimes, you know, he'll hold on to that football, and it's proved costly taking those hits. So, you know, that'll be something, uh, hopefully, you know, from an exotic standpoint, uh, the Jets continue to do. They've done well on those things. Todd Bowles has really done a nice job mixing it up. And, uh, you know, look, the secondary, I thought, played really well last week. You know, just when you think, you know, you're going to be down a guy and you are coming off a rough game against Jacksonville, you're like, man, they could struggle uh, in, in the game. And, and I, th- I thought they played well. Perry Nickerson is going to have a bigger role in this game. And uh, he'll be a key player, I think. Inside in that slot position, you know, he's a true corner. and He's making that transition. You know, now you don't have sidelines uh, to really help you out. You have uh, run reads and run keys. So, again, to have a receiver, how well can he be He's on the run in the past. I hope he tested this game. It'll be a good game to see him play.
0: You know, we all th- send our best out to Casey Rogers, the defensive coordinator who's going through an illness right now, so Todd Bowles had to pick up the slack and call the defense last week against the Broncos. Not so much in terms of performance, Anthony, because, you know, to a man, each and each guy there said that they played with you know a little bit more inspiration. They're wanting to win one for their coach who wasn't around, but just from a schematic sense at all, and, and from some of the calls and stuff, did you see anything differently with bowls running the defense as opposed to the previous weeks
1: you know if anything i saw a little more uh, movement uh from the defensive line you know leonard williams is a guy that gets double teamed quite a bit uh he obviously took full advantage of his one-on-one opportunities uh, whether that be designed or forcing the off op- sometimes you can force the offensive line not or get off those double teams and if you can do that those one-on-one battles you know lean to your favor with leonard but i thought when leonard williams The one thing that he did was he stayed active throughout uh, the the play all the way through. It's probably the best I've seen him, uh, you know, whether he was double teamed or not, and he was really able to get something. He's got something going right now. He's in a flow. I think he's feeling good, uh, and he becomes a tough assignment and opens up the window for guys like, you know, uh, unsung heroes like Henry Anderson to be even more productive so you know, the more we can deflect, um, more you know, the big thing was always like how's outside linebacker get right. to the quarterback. That's not really an issue if you you know schematically bring different guys, different places. Jamal Adams, I mean, all getting these guys involved. You can trust guys to do it. Then uh, you have a really good chance of disrupting the passing game for anybody, let alone uh, Andrew Luck.
0: Offensively, they were extremely productive. You know, you're not going to get 500 yards every single game and certainly aren't going to run it as well as they did a week ago. But everything was clicking for them. And, you know, the thing that stood out to me even more so than the running game was Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson finally making that connection on a couple of big scoring plays. And, you know, that's a relationship that you want to see more of because, really, over the first five games, you haven't seen too much. Of it, And I think if this offense is going to be successful, you need those two to be on the same page.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I I think it really does open up the offense in general. You know, when it was just Quincy and Newman, you felt good. He was making some plays. But now you're adding some other factors. You know, Terrell Pryor got in on the mix. It just gives the defense more to worry about. And, you know, look, Roddy Anderson, you know, I think he's developing more as a receiver. You know, you love to see him work and and, and get better at the, the true routes of the receiver position. But he is a speed guy and he can burn and run by a lot of these dbs in the league and he showed it that game and those throws that sam made uh, to him and those touchdown passes are really phenomenal i mean i think we you know we understate sometimes what quarterbacks do but you saw ball location uh, trajectory trajectory of the ball you know getting it out on time i, I tell you they were impressive to see and that's only helping the confidence of the quarterback and the wide receiver in that position. And, you know, Robbie's going to have to continue to work and run and, pl- and finish everything and understand that, you know, he may not be getting the ball in the deep route, but what he's doing is opening up something for somebody else. So uh, I think you get that. And then when, when he's time to get the ball and he's open, you know, Sam's able to hit him. So it was great. I think the one thing that I see that they can potentially roll into this week is the run game being productive again. You know, mm. the Colts are very base defense. They have four down linemen. And, you know, if if Darius Leonard is back to them in the middle, he presents a problem sideline to sideline. But I think they can get to the edges now where we've been seeing some of the outside linebackers that uh, three-four scheme where we can't get to the outside. I think this is a game where we may be able to kind of really see the full utilization of the outside zone. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the running back game comes again uh, this week with a new front and maybe some more production. Maybe yards, maybe not yards-wise, but you know, being more efficient throughout the game.
0: Dan Grosser talking with Anthony Becht here on the Sports Zone on the Voice of New York 710 WOR. It's funny you mention that, too, because, you know, Isaiah Crowell, I guess he's a game-time decision technically on Sunday. He's got a little bit of an ankle issue. It didn't slow him down any on Sunday, but you got to figure that he's going to be able to play, and if he's less than 100%, you have the compliment in Bilal Powell, who's going to be successful for you here. And, and that's the thing with this offensive line. You know, I I talked to a couple of them here during the week about, you know, maybe just learning to grow together and gelling. Because you remember during training camp and preseason, you know, that starting five, they didn't play a heck of a lot together. You know, one of them or two of them were going to be out with different injuries. And so they really didn't have a chance to develop that cohesion. Now, when you have a performance like that on Sunday, you start to see that they're starting to play off of one another here. And maybe the best is yet to come.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Dan, because that is important. You know, you're right. If you're not out there, a guy gets nicked up. You know, Beecham was out in preseason. Well, hard to get that flow down. If you can consistently, week in and week out, learn and grow and understand what each guy's trying to do, you know, how guys work their double teams and they come off to the second level, and then you can watch the tape and you get a, a teammate inside and out,
0: that really does help the
1: line. So you're right. Coaching week to week, having success, and then, all you know, almost like a They're going to continue to do it, feel confident about it, uh, especially with the new schemes and the things that they're doing up front. You know,
0: you hate to get ahead of yourself. And, and I give the guys in the locker room credit that I talked to this week is that they weren't taking this Colts team lightly. Even a couple of guys told me that we're not good enough to just go out there and expect to win a game no matter who we're playing. But, you know, that one win, it at least opens up some possibilities because if they're able to take care of their business, I don't think that it's that out of the question, Anthony, that this team could be sitting there going into the bye week at 5-5 five and five, and then if you're at that point, the way the NFL is and everything is so jumbled together, this team has a lot to play for, I think, still here for the balance of this season.
1: Well, uh, you know, look, I'm gonna give you my player answer. Uh, this is the this is the Super Bowl and the schedule of the Colts. I mean oh, yeah. nothing count nothing counts moving forward, but you're like the potential, but you know, you're I think the players are saying exactly what they should be saying, you know. Earn the right to just roll out there and, and do that and, and feel like they can win. They're, they're not a team. They have to get all three phases involved. We saw it against the Lions, all three phases, convincing win. We saw it last week, all three phases, especially, you know, again, we had a big punt return uh, by Roberts. All those phases came together, and they make it look easy. So it's hard to do. Nothing's, one thing I've learned watching the NFL the last couple of years is no matter what a team does the week before, don't expect to see the same no. type of output the next week. It just doesn't happen that way because teams try to take away what you were successful from the week before. So, uh, you know, let's, that's the challenge, I think, for the teams in the NFL. The, the good ones can, can kind of get in a groove, but really it's about winning. So if you win by 20, that's great. If you win by two, it's the same thing. So I think Todd is the type of coach that, you know, uh, you know just wants to see consistency from his team, and just with that alone – you will know, give you a chance to play in a, in a competitive game heading into the fourth
0: quarter. Jets can attest to that, too, with what happened week one against the Detroit Lions. Sunday should be a lot of fun. They're honoring the Super Bowl three team, the 50th anniversary celebration at halftime. We always pay tribute to Anthony Beck in the pregame show.